When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Outside at the 200, State of Rest and Nick Animo, very elegant late. It's State of Rest at the 100, Animo wearing it down. State of Rest just in front of Animo. State of Rest holding on. State of Rest, I think, has just won for the Emerald Isle from Animo and very elegant. Oh, that was an eerie Cox Plate, wasn't it? Because there was no one there. 100 years ago in 1922, the first ever Cox Plate was held with a prize pool of £1,000. That was last year's Cox Plate that you just heard, and that would have been one of the more unique ones, along with 2020 throughout its history. A century after the first Cox Plate was ever run, there is a prize pool of $5 million up for grabs, and for the first time in a few years, we are going to have crowds at the Valley for the Cox Plate. One man who will no doubt feed off the amphitheatre-type atmosphere of the Valley is Ray caller and really he's an all-round gun when it comes to sports broadcasting Matty Hill he'll call the action and he joins us on the line ahead of a busy week him for him how are you Matty? I'm very well Damien good to hear your voice and uh, yes can't wait it's uh, really grand final time uh, in Melbourne horse racing now over the next couple of weeks so the Cox Plate uh, it really is the great race it's it's the race for the, the best horses uh, wait for race championship and uh, it's like a it's like a title fight. It's uh, it's it's come down to this on Saturday. So looking forward to it. How much of a difference does a crowd atmosphere in the big races make to your call as well? Because I'd imagine it gives you that extra bit of oomph. No doubt. I think it it makes a difference for everybody. It, it'd be a, it, I would sort of liken it to a a full forward kicking for goal thirty metres out in front of a hundred thousand people at the MCG compared to someone kicking to an empty stadium. Uh, it gets the blood flowing, it, uh, it, and you're probably a little bit more alert as well because of the crowds making uh, different sorts of noises as well. If they if they roar, you're sort of looking for what they're roaring about, and um, you're absolutely up and about when there's a big crowd, and it just adds a, a, probably a bit of nervous energy, which is not a bad thing. But as you mentioned, we, we've had two Cox Plates. Uh, the last two Cox Plates have been run in front of nobody, and Mooney Valley is known for its roar, for its big roar when the barriers open and when the horses get going at the 500 metre mark. So um, it'll be back on Saturday, which is fantastic news, and uh, the atmosphere, I'm sure, will be fantastic. If you have any questions for Matt Hill off the temper text machine, feel free to send them in, 0433981116. You mentioned that nervous energy, and this may sound like a trite question effectively, but... When it comes to breathing, I notice whenever I'm nervous in any type of situation, your heart starts to pump a little bit more and your breathing starts to escalate. How do you control your nerves? Because you hear the crowd going, particularly when they're thundering down the straight and it's coming up particularly towards a a tight finish. How do you go about controlling and conserving your nerves? Well, I think in a a race calling sense, we call a lot of races. So um, we're used to uh, controlling our breathing, but... Um, you're right, the heart's pumping a little bit more, but you're also concentrating so hard on 
on the race. And on Saturday, for instance, we've got uh, one of the classic Cox plates. It's an old, good old-fashioned Cox plate where a lot of the horses running we've seen plenty of times before. We've got uh, an Underwood stakes winner. We've got a Might and Power stakes winner in it. We've got a Maccabi Diva stakes winner in it. So it's one of those races where um, I'll, be absolutely, I'll be just as intrigued as everybody else to find out what actually goes on. Um, but as far as keeping control, uh, look, I think it, it's just a matter of keeping in your little cocoon. You, you try not to let the crowd really worry you too much. I just to finish that question, um, yeah, the crowd does get you a little bit, but look, it's, it's a great problem to have. What I would, as I say, it's just fantastic to have the crowds back because uh, that 24 months of no crowds, uh, it certainly wrecked the, the occasion. So uh, to have them back and to, to have a race that we've got on Saturday, um, I can't wait for it. Absolutely. Now, it is 100 years since the first Cox Plate. When's the first Cox Plate you can recall actually watching vividly yourself? Not saying you're close to 100 years old, Matty. Not saying that at all, but no. I'm saying you, you do love the race itself. What's the first you can vividly recall? Uh, I can remember uh, watching them on TV very early on. So I could probably go back to probably about 91, uh, the year that Better Loosen Up won it, uh, came storming down the outside uh, to beat Citizen. Of course, Citizen had uh, run very well in a Caulfield Cup leading in. And, and then the year after, 1992, which is 30 years ago, uh, probably one of the great Cox plates of, uh, of superimposed. It was just one of those uh, great fields superimposed with Let's All Open, Betelus and Up and Prince Salieri. And uh, there was a fall at the 600 metres, which added even more drama. And um, there were protests after the race. Uh, I think there was three protests. I think it was fifth and fifth against second and first, and then second against first. They were all they were all throwing in protests in the stewards' room. So that was one of the most dramatic. Cox plates we've seen 30 years ago. So I go back to those horses, Better Loosen Up and Superimpose. And, and as I mentioned, they, they were sort of horses that we did see in a lot of the weight parades races leading up. So we followed them and we they all had sort of a following connected to them. So a little bit similar to what we've got on, on Saturday with horses like Animo, which we know so well yeah. when it's six group ones, and Mr. Brightside, who's got a real following, a big ownership group, and I'm Thunderstruck, who... It has got a bit of a cult following now, particularly after its victory at Flemington. So uh, we've got the old weight for age clash again, and that's great. It's a real old-fashioned Cox Plate. Yeah, absolutely right. We're speaking with Matty Hill, who'll be calling all the action in the Cox Plate on Saturday. You mentioned Adamo as a favourite, and you mentioned Superimposed as well. I think from memory, Superimposed won the Cox Plate in 92 after being runner-up the previous year. Same thing happened at the start of the 2000s when Norvely won the Cox Plate in 02 after being runner-up a couple of years earlier to Sunline. Could we see Animo, who was the runner-up last year in the Cox Plate, prevail a year later in 2022? Well, I think he's certainly the horse to beat. But uh, the one thing about this uh, Cox Plate is it's been a bit of a gift that keeps on giving because uh, there, there's always a drama before the Cox Plate. It's sort of known for it. And uh, Alligator Blood is the big story yep. as we uh, as we speak tonight because uh, the horse has shown signs of lameness, uh, lameness from the Racing Victoria uh, stewards. And uh, gets the final ticket of a approval or not tomorrow morning so the way the field is made up is interesting because you'd think that alligator blood's a horse that would push forward and test zaki in the early stages of the race and as a result set quite a good tempo in the early stages which animo can sit off 
it's going to be very interesting if alligator blood is scratched because uh, all of a sudden pace comes out of the race. But Animo's certainly the horse to beat. He's a, he's a terrific horse. Not sure when he won a Caulfield two weeks ago if he was 100% tuned up for it, which makes the win even bigger. But then you could probably say the same thing about the second and third horses. So it really is a matter of who gets the right run and who's improved the most and, and who's completely screwed down for the, the Cox Plate on, on Saturday. Uh, but I think he's definitely the horse to beat. He's a mighty horse. And uh, there is that little bit of narrative about last year a lot of people that backed him or even didn't back him believe that he probably should have got the protest against David of Rest. It was a real 50-50, a real yeah. controversial race. And uh, so there's a little bit of uh, redemption for him to come on Saturday if he was able to win. That's it. Now, the news coming through over the last hour or so, Matty, very elegant, has been retired. What's your reaction? Given you call very elegant Melbourne Cup victory last year. Oh, she was just a terrific mare. And uh, she was a fascinating horse because... We knew she had all the ability in the world when she first started, but she wouldn't settle in her races. She'd over-race and she'd uh, try and pull the jockey's arms out of their uh, sockets, but she, she was so good as a, a young horse, and then she progressed as, into wait-for-age uh, racing. And, uh, yeah, she she just was, as we heard in that replay you played, she was uh, placed in a Cox plate. She... Um, Won that cup last year. It was a fantastic win. The year before the Melbourne Cup, her run was very, very good. And at the end of her career, change of ownership, went over to France to run in an Arc de Triomphe. She didn't quite get to an Arc de Triomphe, but she's uh, gone over there and had a couple of starts. And we'll probably look back at her. Like most of our champion racehorses have gone over at some point and um, taken on the world. And uh, she tried to do that probably at the at the worst part of her career right mm. at the end but what a mighty horse she's been she's put in a hundred percent and uh yeah she uh she goes down as a, an outstanding race horse and and a very popular one and a, and a you know a, a over 10 group one she's uh, she's outstanding absolutely in two sentences maddie who wins the matacato and who wins the cox plate as we let you go uh, the Manicato is a very open race. I think Bella Nipotina will go close, but Paul Laley for me, and I think Anima will win the Cox Plate. So Godolphin will be very happy with me. I've tipped the two uh, Godolphin Blues to win the feature races. Yeah, you mentioned Bella Nipotina. It was a great run in the Moyer. It was probably the run of the race, even though it didn't win. Maddie, really appreciate your time at short notice as well. You've got a busy weekend ahead, so thanks for giving up your time and chatting to us. Anytime, Watto. Thank you, mate. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.